welcome to Real Life Church and At The Movies. Woo! We are so glad you have joined us online today. The good news is that you are here and God is gonna show up and change your life. The bad news is that due to copyright, we cannot show you the full presentation of At The Movies. Copyright won't allow us to show the movie scenes over broadcast, but God, but God will speak to you as we show you the spiritual truths we have pulled out of each of our movies. If you would like to get the full context of this message, I would encourage you to go back and watch the full movie. As always, you are welcome to join us in person throughout our At The Movie series, which runs through August 1st. So sit back, relax, grab a soda, I hope you enjoy this abridged version of At The Movies. Mm. Mm. Hey, welcome to Real Life Church. Happy 4th of July, everybody. This is so good. Man, thanks for being here today. Let me say a huge welcome to our At The Movie series. If you're visiting for the first time, let me prepare you by saying, today, we roll for you. You can experience church much differently than you're used to, and it's gonna be so much fun. So for the next five weeks, we're gonna take popular movies, uncover their redemptive themes, and reveal a spiritual truth, and we're just praying God is gonna speak a fresh word into your lives. I would encourage you to invite your family and friends, fill all these seats up. Man, this entire series is gonna be amazing. It's just one of those series. Well, in light today, being Independence Day, we begin at the movies with a movie that forces us out of our comfort zones and reminds us all that some things are worth fighting for. In 1776, ashamed of his savagery during the French and Indian War, Benjamin Martin decided he would sit out the American Revolution and his oldest son, Gabriel, enlisting just minutes after South Carolina joined the fight. Benjamin Martin must decide to play it safe or join the fight. Well, sit back, got your popcorn, your soda. Let's begin at the movies. It's the fourth tie classic, The Patriot. I've done nothing, and for that, I am ashamed. Man, what a powerful line. I mean, these words are spoken in the pain of instant regret. Man, as tragedy struck home, as the Revolutionary War raged on for two years, Benjamin sat on the sidelines. Man, played it safe. Eventually, the adversary of the Redcoats hid his home, taking the life of his son Thomas and capturing his oldest son Gabriel. It has been 245 years since we won our independence as a country in the American Revolution, but today there is an ever-present adversary far greater than the Redcoats. And I wonder in 2021, how close is the enemy to your home? that he may be closer than you think. And here's how the Bible describes our enemy. In 1 Peter 5.8, it says, your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. The devil is waiting for you to drop your guard. I'm telling you, it's more spiritual than you think. Since Genesis 3, our enemy is coming, as John 10.10 10 says, to seek, kill, and destroy everything of God in your life, in your home. Man, our enemy is far too crafty to wear a red coat or any uniform for that matter. He is coming after us in much more subtle yet bold ways. Benjamin Martin was ashamed of his previous battles, man, blaming himself for what he did in the American Indian War. And that shame took him out of the fight even before the fight started. 
Today, some of you may be out of the fight. You see, Satan often screams lies into our lives that hold us hostage to our past, that cause us to be paralyzed in fear. Often these lies have a way of holding us in our past. Our previous battles may be a failed marriage, a betrayal of a friend, a misunderstanding. Intimacy outside of marriage can hold us back from the new and greater attacks of our enemy. Satan will do everything he can to get your eyes off the mission and onto your past. We've all known the sin and the feeling of waiting far too long to do the right thing. For Benjamin Martin, it was the sin of sitting, the sin of waiting, playing it safe. But as he is reminded, some things are worth fighting for. Unable to remain silent, Benjamin Martin joins the fight. He leverages his influence to rally a militia to hold off the British General Cornwallis in the South. There comes a time in every Christian's life where you are unable to remain silent. There comes a time where an uncomfortable becomes your new comfortable. When you see what's at stake and you can't help but leave what is expected, what is comfortable, what is easy and safe to join the mission of reaching people far from God. You know, one of the greatest enemies to evangelism and to reaching people far from God is a peacetime mentality like the devil somehow doesn't exist, or instead it's about the here and now, what's shiny, what's new, what's fun, what's convenient, bigger, better, more, more, more. And we can easily forget there's a very real battle that rages for the souls of men. It's just as real as the battle that raged for our freedom 245 years ago. Ephesians 6, 12 says this, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, not against the rulers, against authorities, but against the powers of dark world and against spiritual forces of evil and heavenly realms. There's infinitely more than meets the eye. This is way more spiritual than you think. There are spiritual forces all around us and everything in hell is trying to stop us from finding God. And this is why God has called us to live on mission. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here, not counting people's sins against them. Jesus did not count our sins against us and God now has committed to us the message of reconciliation. And we therefore, listen to this, we are Christ's ambassadors today in 2021. You know, Benjamin Martin let the enemy take too much ground before he stood up. Now I believe Jesus is calling us to stand up today to be about our Father's business, the souls of man. This is why we serve, why we give, why we pray. The church does not exist for itself. The church exists for the world around us. Man, what I love about Benjamin Martin isn't just him joining the fight. You see, Benjamin had experience. He had reputation. Man, it felt like he had limitless capacity to motivate and to lead others. He was way more than a, just a battle fighter. He was gifted for battle. And I believe so many of you are gifted for battle today. You have experience. You've been walking with God for a long, long, long time. Maybe you're new to the faith, but you're passionate about God. And when you stand up, others will follow. And this is exactly what it is going to take for you and for me to take back the battleground from our spiritual enemy. Stay the course. Man, there are moments in each of our lives where we must decide, is this fight worth the pain? Can I encourage you that your lowest moments are also your highest moments? And the lowest moments that you feel the gut-wrenching grief, but it's also your highest moment of the presence of God in your life. 
Look what the Bible says in Psalm 34, 17. It says, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to you today, the brokenhearted, and saves those who what? Who are crushed in spirit. Man, how do we stay the course when at life at times is so painful? Maybe there's a friend or family member, a leader who left this side of eternity far too soon. Man, things don't work out as planned. As a matter of fact, they actually completely fall apart. Divorce, abuse, lawsuits, drugs, addiction, and depression. Man, no one planned for these things, but how do we move forward and pick up the pieces? Man, how do we stay the course? Man, I've got good news for you today. The good news is we don't have to look any further than Jesus. In the final week of his life, Jesus, anticipating his coming betrayal, his crucifixion, the weight of the sin pressing down on him and his physical death, the first thing Jesus did was to pray. The very first thing Jesus did was to pray. As a matter of fact, he didn't even pray alone. He invited others to pray literally alongside him. Matthew 26, 37 says, Jesus took Peter and two other sons of Zebedee along with him. They began to be sorrowful and troubled. And then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He was heavy from the weight of what was to come. He said, stay here and keep watch with me, pray for me. And going a little further, Jesus fell on his face to the ground and prayed. My father, is it possible? May this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but your will be done. This moment of surrender. Can I say in your pain, in your grief, in your loss, isn't designed to break you, but to align your heart with the heart of your heavenly father. You're not in charge of your healing. You're only and simply in charge of your trusting. We are called to have a strong mind and a very submissive heart to our dad. As a matter of fact, Jesus was so submissive, he stayed the course because of you. Man, look what Jesus did when he prayed for you. Look how he prayed in John 17, 25. It says, righteous father, though the world does not know you, I know you and they know that you have sent me. I've made you known to them and I will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. In other words, I am going to the cross so that the love you have for me may be in you today. Man, come on somebody, this is why we stay the course. We are fighting for the love of God to be known and to be in others. We are fighting for our children. We are fighting for our children's children, for generations, for friends, for the waitress at the Waffle House, for our city, for our neighbor, for the guy we don't like. We are fighting for all people to find their real life and purpose in Jesus. Can I tell you today that God is calling you to stay the course, to not give up, to not shut up or sit down, but to fight for others' freedoms. And it was shortly after Jesus prayed that the greatest battle was won when Jesus stayed the course and charged the hill of Calvary with your freedom in hand. I love this ending, and especially when Benjamin Martin picks up the flag and rallies the American troops in the midst of defeat, fear, and the face of a larger enemy. Man, he charges the hill. My guess is you probably love this ending too. Man, not only reminds me of our American freedom and the brave men and women who fought for our country, but of the courage and boldness of our God and how our enemy, the devil, will one day be defeated too. Man, look at the boldness of our God in Revelation 19, 11. It says, then I saw heaven standing open and there before me was a white horse and his rider is called Faithful and True. 
with righteousness he judges and wages war. Man, he has eyes like blazing fire and many royal crowns on his head. His name is written on him that only he himself knows. He is dressed, look at this, in a robe dipped in blood, come on. And his name is the word of God. The armies of heaven dressed in fine linen, white and pure, follow him on the white horse. And from his mouth proceeds a sharp sword, which to strike down the nations. And he'll rule them with an iron scepter. And he treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. And his name is written on the robe, and is thy King of kings and Lord of lords. I don't know about you, but I'm just gonna go with the guy on the white horse with the robe dipped in blood. And looks what happens to her enemy in Revelation 20:10. It says, and the devil who had deceived them was thrown into a lake of fire and sulfur into which the beast and the false prophet had already been thrown. And look at this, there will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now I've got some good news today. Today, we fight from victory, come on, not for victory. We know as Jesus followers that victory is already won and it gives us great boldness today. Can I encourage you to get back in the fight? Man, don't give up on your marriage. Don't give up on your prodigal children. You are gifted to fight. Man, we stand up for others and they will follow. Man, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of Satan taking the battleground of our lives. Man, some of you need to hear this today. I am not defeated. Man, I am just getting warmed up. I may have been knocked out of my past, but I am not knocked out. First John 4, 4 says this, greater is he who lives in us than he who lives in the world. You have victory running in your veins today. The Spirit of God lives in you. You are more than an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. Man, it's not your strength, it's God's strength in you. Man, you are a man and woman marked by prayer. It is supernatural strength. In Galatians 6, 9, it says, let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due time you'll reap a harvest if you do not give up. Today, we are grateful for the soldiers and militia who didn't give up as they fought for our freedom. We are eternally grateful for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who didn't give up on you and me and fought for us to know the love of God by charging the hill of Calvary with our freedom in hand. May we are fighting for you today. For the Patriots, it was brand new world they were fighting for. For Jesus, he was fighting for you. For us, we are fighting for others to know the love of God. We're fighting for souls of men to help people discover their real life and purpose in Jesus. Today, we must decide to play it safe or join the fight. You're an ambassador of Christ. Today is not a day to pretend we are at peace. We are in a very real war. Our enemy wants to attack us. We serve a God who's called us to wage war for the souls of men. And just as Jesus came for us, today I believe that some things are worth fighting for. There are 7.7 billion reasons we fight today. There are 7.7 .7 billion people who need the hope of Jesus. Today we stay the course, we pray, we join the fight. Today we take back the victory from our enemy by fighting for the love of God in the lives of those around us. Today there is something worth fighting for. Would you pray with me? Father, we come before you. God, I pray for somebody today in this room who needs to get back in the fight. 
For some of us, the voices of defeat of battlegrounds in our past have held us hostage, but today we are set free by Jesus. And today we get back in the fight. Some of you guys need to wage war for the souls of men. You have neighbors and friends and family who need to know the love of Jesus. Some of us have been sitting on the sideline waiting, but can I tell you the enemy is ready to attack today. For some of us, we need to say, you know what, I'm getting back in the fight. Now, I've been playing church, I've been flowing spiritually, but today I'm gonna go all in for Jesus. And if that's you today, I wanna pray for you. Father, we come before you. God, I pray that you would do something so great in the lives of people today that have just said, I'm getting back in the fight. I'm not sitting, I'm not playing it safe. We are not at peace. There is an enemy that's taking ground in my past, around me, in my family, but today I'm fighting for the things of God. I'm gonna pray for one more group of people today. Those of you who say, you know what? I realize today that God charged the hill of Calvary to win the battle for my life today. Some of you guys need to start a relationship with Jesus. You need to realize that Jesus came 2,000 years ago to die on a cross for you. He won the greatest battle ever fought. He took every sin and nailed it to the cross and became the love of God for you. Exchange all of your wrongs for all of his rights. He has paid our hell. He took our battle. The Bible says that every weight of sin was pressed on him, but he was crushed, but not destroyed. He was bruised, but not broken. And today we can trust in Jesus. For those of you who've been searching, maybe running, maybe you've been defeated in battle, today you can call on Jesus to save you. The Bible says that anybody who calls on Jesus will be saved, forgiven, and made new. Maybe today you need Jesus. Now, if that's you, I'd encourage you with every eye closed and every head bowed. If that's you today, say yes to Jesus, yes to forgiveness, yes to the surrender of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. If that's you, just raise your hand without anybody looking around. Just put your hand up. This is your moment to follow Jesus, to get back in the fight. Put those hands up. Maybe you're online watching this. Today, you need Jesus. If that's you, would you pray with me? Father God, we come before you. God, I pray that you can have my life. God, I've been pursuing, I've been battling without you, but today I surrender to you. God, you can have the battleground in my life because you already fought for me. And so today I am in victory. I am new. God, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I'm gonna follow you and praise in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, come on, real life. What an opening to at the movies. Give it up for everybody who came to Christ today. Come on.